And, you know, such favorites as Merry Christmas to you. And other favorites as in Jolly Jolly Christmas Happy Time. Sung by your favorite, favorite, favorite singer, crooner, Mel Extensionalism. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Good Guy Show. I'm dreaming of a jolly, jolly, merry, happy. <laughs> I'm Tony. He's Jeremy. And we're here for another episode, another... <laughs> Yeah. Another, yeah, another thirty exactly. minutes of exactly. of episode. Another thirty. <laughs> so we are we are going to. So right now, there's you know, guys, is the time of the time of the year to give. You know, that's what they keep telling me. Keep everybody's got their hand out. It, isn't it true? Isn't it? But I mean, you know, like people are. Why do they wait for the holidays? Like it's all a bombardment. You know, it's like yeah. Oh. Well, that's the thing. It you know, it gets it gets to be too much. Everybody wants you to donate. Everybody wants you to give to their cause and whatever. And it's just it's too much. How much can you give? I have I have limited funds, and I can't give to everybody. And I have multiple and that's and I have multiple causes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's true. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't know. Well. I guess well, that's a that's a good that's a good segue for today's show, ladies and gentlemen. I if you want to give, I say find a cause that is true to your beliefs. Yeah, and give to that one. Well, we can't possibly give to all of them. Well, I'm donating. I'm going to donate to um, the uh, the official Gooder Guy Information Library. <laughs> I believe it's called the uh, Gooder Guy Information Library. It's specifically catered to us. Um, we have people in the inside track, and they send us updated emails about information we want to know about. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going to donate ten dollars to that. So ten dollars. Wow. Yeah, you know. Oh, and uh, yeah, you know. I think you know. Yeah, Wikipedia man. There, sometimes they put this out there, and and I can't imagine that they really. You know, a lot of those guys are doing it for free. I mean, someone's putting in the time. It's a beautifully th- done thing. It's always, you know, curated nicely. And but you know, honestly, too, there's I know there's a lot of bullshit on there too. I'm yeah. sure we can make up a gooder guys one. And people good guy Wikipedia entry. Yeah, yeah, you know. But uh so with that said, ladies and gentlemen, um give give T can, but you know what? Also, besides besides your stupid money, well, which is also great. Money's fine, whatever, whatever you want to do with money. You can give time. 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 Yes. You know, uh, help help like go go visit like an old can you can you play the fiddle or the violin or go to an old person's home and just strike a few things or you know, you know, with the chords. Don't strike the old person. <laughs> Don't no. strike the old person. <laughs> no, but like, you know, give. Yeah, you know. Um volunteer. Volunteer. Put your time in. You know, like how you know the good guys do every day. Just for the people, really. right? <laughs> okay. Well, to, so to, so Tony and I have been on this spiritual cleansing of of art. I think that we're finally art sandwiches. <laughs> art sandwiches. That was phenomenal. Um, no, but d- just the idea that uh, you know the, the the NFTs are here and they're happening, and uh, you know, pe- there. But there's a reason why there. there the tra- there's a tra- tra- trajectory thank you there is you know there i mean 
if if anybody thinks that what we're doing now is new and fantastic and great, think again, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just because they did not have the internet in the 1900s, uh, or you know, or early early 19s, or what you know, there's no internet. There were other things that were fads, though. Yeah, but well, I mean, not in, internet's not a fad. But in, anymore, in terms right? of like, in terms of like, can you, dude, can you imagine with the the education and like things like the black, like the like all the diseases and all that stuff, and ev- just the wars and everything would have been, you know, people found out like people were still in like in 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 like in your like World War II. There were still like like people or, or troops or whatever, whatever the term is. Like out in the field, like waiting, hunkered waiting down, to find out that the war ended. It. Yeah, and it's like you know, like two days later, it's like, right, come on back, boys. You know, uh, they could have just seen a Facebook post <laughs> or update or, or you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't. It's just uh, you know, I, I mean, you find out stuff immediately uh, now, right? You know, um, so. <sighs> Yeah, so I guess what I'm trying to say is 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 that today we're going to talk about Marcel Duchamp, and uh, we watched. That's what you're trying to say with all that? I guess so. I don't fucking know. Well, for those you who don't know, um, Marcel Marcel was originally from France, uh, and he was born in 1902, I believe. I thought he was born in the 1887. There you go. I believe. Um, Yeah, so he was he was born he was born 1887. And um, he was like a he was a big player in the whole in the whole art scene. I mean, you know, he was he was like he was with Matisse and Pablo Picasso. His son-in-law's last name Paul Matisse. Really? Yeah. So I I I, I didn't die. Any any uh, relation? I'm gonna write that down. Matisse son-in-law. Um. So what? Yeah. What's that? What's that all about? Eh. Um. So. So for those of you who don't know, the, uh, Marcel Duchamp was really noted for in uh, 1917 doing like the uh, the Armut, where he where he, there was a a show. Um, what was the name of that show? Do you do you remember the name of the I show? I don't remember the name of the show. It was like a salon style show, no juries, no prizes. That was right. a, that was a big thing, and he, and because there's no jury, no prizes, he submitted. Well, because he got burnt once before oh, by that initially, but by the descending nude. Right. Right. So, and historically, uh, nudes are reclining. That would be the thing. You like, you'd have some perverted artist, uh, probably you know, banging someone's whatever, and like having some like beautiful naked lady just lie in front, and you ping her, right. like paint me like one of your French girls. There, there's the term. Those, that's that's where it comes. That's from. where it comes from. So, um, those French girls with the reclining nudes. Yeah, uh, you know, and they're they're famous. You could you could Google it. You can see all the artists have all all done it. Um, from classical to the, going on to the you know the more uh, you know the modern modern style painting, Giacomotti I believe, no not Giacomotti uh, who's the other guy who's uh, the the Italian guy who's, who's also a sculptor the big almond eyes. Oh, I have no I don't idea. <laughs> Tony loves art history more than life itself. Um, <laughs> um, I'm terrible with names. That's my problem. I don't uh, I don't retain names. You know, people are gonna. If anyone listens, they're gonna be like, "These guys are so stupid." Let's get off this. Uh, anyways, so and, and we are stupid. Well, you know, but we're trying to be gooder. That's, yeah, help us be gooder. You know, send send us an email. Give us a little correction. Um, but Alberto Giacomotti uh, was the French uh, the sculptor, and then this guy was uh, another name. 
So, and he did the long necks. He did long necks. He's got works at the DIA, and uh, it, it probably is all. Oh, jeez. You know what? I'm gonna Google this real quick. Tony, tell t- t- tell about the first the first time he got burnt. You, you so the first that. time uh, Duchamp got uh, got burnt with his with the uh, no jury no prizes uh, uh, exhibit, he painted the descending nude, which was a cubism painting. Uh, it was a large piece, and they uh, they didn't like the fact that the nude was descending stairs because nudes were supposed to recline, and they wanted them, him to change the title of the piece. But he had painted the title of the piece on the bottom of the painting, so it would require him to repaint a portion of the painting, and he wouldn't do it. Right. So they rejected his piece from the show, this unjuried show. He they rejected his piece, and he, I mean, he even wrote down uh, on the bottom the title right. on the painting. We just covered that. I'm sorry. Hey, <laughs> hey, how's it going? Good guys here. <laughs> oh my god, this is stuff. Um, it's not Gustav Klimt. It's not him. It's not that from really so. Jeez. So yeah, da, 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 da. Or you just have a list of famous artists? Just French. I thought this guy was French, but he's probably Italian. I'm stupid. Um, you know what? I'm gonna put almond eyes, almond, dark eyes, artist. <laughs> so, so yeah. So then, so he did that. Did he? I forget. Did he actually? He was not accepted in that show. He was not accepted into so that show. He was show. pissed off. He was he, was. he was. He was. Yeah. He was pissed by that. But when it came around to another show, where they said. Uh, no jury, no prize. He was leery about it, and that's when he submitted the fountain under a pseudonym. Right, pseudonym uh, R. Mutt, Richard Mutt, which he signed this urinal R. Mutt and submitted that for exhibition, and that too was rejected. But I think if it wasn't rejected. It that, wouldn't have become famous. And that's when he was in America? He was in America, time. yeah. So he moved to America. Here we go. Here we go. Here's my guy. Here's my... Oh, of course they don't... Oh, there we go. Okay. It's just going to show me images. I'm going to feel so stupid now that I... Um, famous Italian artist. Yeah, we get it. Thank you. So, yeah. So so basically, Europe's, Europe's, Europe's happening. Europe's, Europe's got salon shows. And these salon shows were um, how w- when you hang a salon show, the, the, the term salon it is not necessarily like when you go to a museum, it's like pretty, it's like one next, it's spaced out. It's basically shoving a bunch of stuff. Typically, Filling was, as much space as possible. And typically it was done like in not, a, not a gallery space or a museum space. It was done, um, it was done in a, uh, um, you know, like a bar or, or a restaurant or a coffee house or something like that. Um, which is Caravaggio, of course. Oh, jeez. Come on. Here we go. Yeah, Magdaliani. Okay. Magdaliani. There you are. That was... That was now, a... why did you bring up Magdaliani? Oh, so, I mean, so, uh, bec- well, because... Um, great question. Yeah. <laughs> great question. I lost my train of th- doing this research. So, Emidio Magdaliani. Well, his his stuff, uh, he was an Italian Jewish painter and sculptor. So, that's that's what the artist I'm talking about. Okay. That guy right there. You've seen his work at the DA and things like that. Um. 
just the idea that you know there's all these different all these different kind of art artists happening at the same time um different influences um i forget what they said the name of the guy who was the godfather of cubism it wasn't picasso no it wasn't it was some other with some other guy if there's only a way i wish i had my phone with me you don't have your phone it's inside it's in oh it's inside the give me the other the other um yeah so so okay so 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 this is 19 so 1917 he signs at ardmont and at this point then he he does get rejected he gets rejected the first time with the fountain right fountain gets rejected yeah and then when does he do he then he does it again he fights the system now he's doing right he decides to do ready-mades at what at what point did did he become sort of notarized or um uh Famous, I don't know, when I well, yeah, yes, he, he was famous already. He was famous, yeah, when he was doing the ready maids. Now, the ready maids are objects that he had acquired that were already made. It was, uh, you know, like a, a hat rack or a snow shovel that he just signed his name to, right? And he titled the pieces, uh, different than what they were. It was the the title was very important to him, right? right yeah, that and but and also the 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 objects themselves. But what I guess what happened earlier in their career that you know he just did it and then they would go missing because he was Marcel Duchamp, right? So in nineteen was it nineteen fifteen, nineteen fifteen he started this project. So by this time he's living he's living in New York and he's he's got he's got patrons are taking care of him. Um, he comes from, I guess, a wealthy family. His father was a notary, which I had to understand um, what that. Which must have, at the time, must have been uh, a very lucrative business. I get, yeah, you like you're like the guy that says, "Yeah, I didn't know this is a, this is a legit." Well, the, the notary would witness the signing of very important documents, and you'd pay the notary right. to to sign these documents they're very you know official documents it was a very official thing to have to have to have documents notarized so it's so it's so crazy how it's just it's just so crazy how <laughs> how <laughs> all these jobs back in the day you know yeah i mean i knew a lady <laughs> one of my one of my old skating students her mother was a notary D- different lifestyle yeah oh yeah big time it's like i think maybe she notaries made- now they make you know, a couple of bucks a signature. It's like forty bucks or something. So yeah, whatever. But uh, yeah, I anyway. So yeah, so he did come from wealthy family. He moved to New York, and he and his ma- grandfather was a printmaker. That's right. So they had they had his art in the house. So they had that's his where art it in became. the house. And that's why it inspired him and his brothers to become his two brothers. And his two there's two brothers. They changed their last name to Villon, for, or for some reason, or they do Duchamp Villon or something like that. Yeah. Which I don't know. I mean, you know, I guess that makes sense. So, so that's 1917. But in 1915, he started this one project um, where he um, where he was doing what's called the large glass. So um, let's see, who was the guy? With, I don't know. If, I don't think that was the commission. But he also did. He also did the LH LH LHOOQ. Um, that was much later, though. That was well. That was nineteen nineteen. That was dur- so. That was during the process of the large that glass. Was, was it? Yeah. I so, thought that was during the uh, the found object. So the, the found object stuff started like nineteen. I think was it nineteen. Um, bottle rack. 
Bala Rack was 1914. Um, in advance of the broken arm, a snow shovel, uh, which uh, which prelude uh, called prelude to a broken arm, uh, followed soon after, and then Fountain Armut 1917. Um, it's, according to this, it says that Fountain was selected in 2004 as the most influential artwork of the 20th century. Really? So, yeah, 1919. He did the Mona Lisa. He did a print of the Mona Lisa called, uh, and uh, what does it stand for? <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so he was part of the whole data thing, the, the Dadas too. Like he was really, there was like a lot of different shit going on this time. You had the, the, you, had the you, you were just coming away from the Impressionists who were kind of the bad, the punk punk rock bad boys of, uh, the, art world. of the art world. And then you, and then, the, you know, and then World War One happened and then you had the Dada. Uh, Dadist, which sort of like took that to a whole new level of, of, of uh, um, you know, making anything art. And then, you know, so Marcel Duchamp sort of like straddled, is that right? Is that the right word? Straddled? Yeah, straddled. Straddled yeah. both of those sort of uh, um, just, so yeah, so 1919, he did this reproduction uh, and he put a mustache and a beard on, on, the, Mona Lisa. on the Mona Lisa. But here they're showing the one that this other guy did, which is a copy. Um, and this guy just did a mustache. Um, but meantime, he's doing this. He did this piece in 1950. How is this guy making money? Uh, 1950. How is he? What's he? You know, he's he has patrons. He's got what? So, like, what? He they're hate paying him. for his rent. They're, you know, they're giving him money to make art. So, like, he's getting tobacco. The guy liked to smoke a lot. Yeah. Eh? Sunken in cheeks. I mean, Probably, guy probably didn't like to eat. He didn't seem like a big drinker either. Like, there's no mention of it, or there's no like. Uh, well, they don't in these things. They don't really talk about the. Yeah, but sometimes there's the... sometimes there's teasers, you yeah. know, about how that. But maybe you know, maybe he was irresponsible. Maybe uh, me and Marcel could have uh, hung on how to drink. Um, so, so yeah, so I this guy, I think his name is Joseph Nitchovet, had a cast. Has cast a considerable light on the large glass by noting the autocratic of man, whatever that's really stupid. Who cares? Um, no, but so the large glass, which is at the Philadelphia Museum, um, and it's actually he always considered it unfinished, and it was it was a painting on glass, and this sort of symbolism of these bachelors below, and then on top pane, uh, you had the bride, and. Uh, I guess he was he he was really into what he was really into the fourth dimension, right? That was sort yes. of what was brought about. Like, so that's. I mean, this is like nineteen twelve, dude. Like, you know, this is like what we weren't even like thinking nuclear bombs. We were like thinking, how do we murder a bunch of people at once, right? <laughs> and that's when they started thinking that, right? And it was like, oh, like, well, it's fine. Let's just send a bunch of boys out, a bunch of eighteen year olds, a bunch of guys lying about their age, and uh, go uh, go kill each other in uh, fields. And, uh, and, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, for, because that Bulgarian, uh, king got murdered and, you know, so, we, so things I think are real, you know, I think the world was sort of, its mind was sort of, uh, not changing, but, the, you know, spirituality, philosophy was, sci science was becoming a thing, like, well, more of a, like, discovering. Well, more of like discovering like science and math and math and fourth dimension and 
all that stuff was so that I don't know. It's just it's hard. It's tough to talk about Marcel because he was he was a spiritualist without being a spiritualist, and he just the he, whole fourth dimension thing was was out there, especially then. You know, you you know, in the nineteen teens, talking about the fourth dimension and describing it as being the space in between uh, the art and the viewer. Uh, it was just, it was very out there, a very out there way of thinking. And, and it was, and he was sort of, I, 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 I couldn't tell if he was like respected in the art community. Cause I don't think he really gave a shit. I don't think he did either. And, but he was still, you know, he was doing those ready-mades and um, people were just like, sort of uh, in awe. It, it seems like they, you know, I mean. Well, he was very well respected. 19, so nineteen twelve. So he had musical ideas. Ah, uh, there we go. The Rose. Do you remember this one of the uh, where he, um, um, where he actually f had this love affair, love affair with uh, the Brazilian, um, the uh, Brazilian ambassador's wife. Yeah. What a weird, what a, what a weird thing! It was like sort of like, and the way they talked about it was so matter of factly. Matter of fact, like, well, you know, I mean, you know, she couldn't. He's an artist. He was supposed to have an affair, but you know, she couldn't leave his, you know, his the Brazilian fat, his fat, like rich fat, you know. Well, she had kids and everything, so she wasn't hey, going anywhere. No, can't you can't break that up, but you can. You know what? What that's a lot of like going out for groceries and tea, isn't it? Like, yeah. What, <laughs> You know, like I, you know, um, but probably at that time Is had, that her? um, yeah, check her. Out. No, that's not her. Uh, that's, that's him and drag. That's oh, okay. Oh, that's right. So that's when he did. Okay, that's uh, also spelled. Oh. That's who. That's who that rosary. So, so is him and drag. Okay, so oida so la vie translated in eros such as life. That's right. He 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 was like he was really doing lots of, and he was. Uh, uh, Heterosexual, yeah, um, but you never know, Tony. Well, it was just a thing. It was just an art, you know. It was a, it was a work of art. Him doing that. It was, you know, it was him creating something from, from 1922. The name Rose, which is to, uh, capital R, small R, uh, O S E, um, c'est la vie. Oh, ro a Rose, a Rose. So Selavi means like uh, that's life, you know. Uh, except it's not spelled like that. I think he had signed some work. Selavi also did, hadn't, did didn't he? he? Let's find out. Uh, well, the anagram of the artist's name. This is weird. As Marcel Duchamp, Duchamp's compiled notes. Um, I think he did. Yeah. Um, poil les coups pieds. A two genre. So uh poil, I don't know what poil is. A coup coup de pieds, that's a that's a kick. And all the in all the uh genders or genre types. Genre. genre. Um and then he he was doing chess. Just such a I mean I I I feel like I'm, I'm I apologize. I'm all over the board, but just his he just Marcel Duchamp's like uh such a like a, such an important figure, and if I don't think if it was for him, I think a lot of people would be doing 
<laughs> I've spices. Um, a lot of people would just be doing. I think what paintings do. I mean, he didn't. He he didn't want to paint. No, he thought painting was boring. Yeah. So how does that make you he feel, bored, Tony? He got bored by painting. Here you are. Uh, I'm, you're, I'm you're bored like, by painting too, and I suck. And so, you're, but you're you're trying to like you know you're trying to draw and stuff, and like here's this right, guy I'm trying like, to get out of my funk, and he was just bored by the whole thing. Like, Ugh. But uh, you know, I mean, unfortunately, he was he, he was he was well learned, well read, <laughs> well educated, and um, smart smart man, and. And I, 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 what, what, I wonder what he'd like say now. Like, what would he? He probably wouldn't. He'd probably say, oh, it's everything's fine." He didn't care. It didn't seem like he did it for the money. Um, but um, he says here, yeah. So he liked chess because it. He, he started. He became a, a well-known chess player, and um, and he liked it because chess couldn't really be commercialized. You know, like like how you know, obviously, like art, art was becoming. <laughs> And you know that's I mean that's how he's paying the bills and all that stuff, um, but I still don't I don't I still don't understand where his money like how we I know you said you know he's got the he's got the people, um, oh okay so he's doing artist- his artwork sold, right? But he didn't do very many paintings. Um, oh, sorry, <laughs> this is a fantastic episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, no, but, but actually if you go to the DIA, you'll see, um, you'll see these circular things. And a lot of those were, um, you know, equations, uh, studies. He liked the machine a lot, um, or the, uh, the action of a machine. Uh, you'll see his illustrations and stuff like that. But I, I just can't believe that stuff sold. Like back then you had to like know somebody and then you got into a museum. So I think it's sort of the seem seemingly how it works. Yeah. But I think when you get famous, <laughs> Oh God! When you get famous, though, it becomes easier to get into museums. And he became—he was—he was very famous while he was still alive. Right. Well, but but he but he was pushing. I mean, but he was really pushing limits. And also, I don't think he really gave a shit about the art world. That's why I think it was easy for him to push the limits because he was—he was. There were two things about him. Number one, he didn't care, and number two, he was bored. And I think that allowed him to really break free of a lot of the preconceived notions of art. Well, he, you know, he became a citizen in 1955. So he's in the States. And when I remember when, when he got rejected in Europe, in France, like he was like, ah, oh, this place is, you know, stupid. But when he got rejected in the United States, which I think is really cool, he was like, yeah, those are my people. Yeah, like okay. So, so give it up for Marcel Duchamp. I don't think you really learned anything uh, listening to this episode. Yeah, no, you didn't learn a thing. No, and uh, but I would recommend. And I think it, we're actually stupider for. Uh, for <laughs> I think we are too. this episode. A lot of yawning, a lot of coughing. Oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, but check out his work. Check, check out especially the last one, Etan Donne. Um, that is actually I forget which museum it's in. Um, Philadelphia, I believe. Is it still that was in Philadelphia as well? Yeah, I it's in so, another. Yeah. Go in the go in that room. Check out the back room. You'll see a Todd Donay. Pretty neat. Um, and uh, you know, just uh, keep on trekking, folks. I don't know. I don't know. Have Merry Christmas and stuff. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram. Go to Guys Radio. Email us at goodguysradio at gmail.com with any questions or comments about the show. We would love to hear from you.
and uh, you know, just do your do what you gotta do. Give and don't give. Just just be good. Peace.